Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every single one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's a pleasure to be back once again to talk about the Minnesota Vikings, who are a playoff-bound team. Okay, be honest. We all kind of had an idea this was coming, but hey, it came. The playoffs came. We're here. Congratulations, Minnesota Vikings, making your first playoff berth since 2012. And i got to think this team has a little bit more staying power going into the postseason than the last team for multiple reasons. We'll talk about that a bit here in segment one and two. And, of course, fan interaction will be we'll wrap things up in segment number three. Don't think I have any calls. We'll find out during the break, just in case if there's any last-second deal. But this show may be slightly shorter than the ones uh, before because I just kind of want to get this show out there. Got a lot to do and such, so it just is what it is. A lot to do, busy schedule, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. So, on to the game review about a minute and a half in. Mm -hmm. So, the way things started in this football game, was there any indication for what horror, what pain, what what discomfort was coming the New York Giants' way? The horrors that <laughs> were coming towards them. Any indication. The way the game started out, neither team could hardly even get a first down. It was just punt, 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 punt back and forth in the first quarter. And then luckily the Vikings wrapped things up in the final seconds to make it 3 nothing. Again, any indication with where this game was headed? No, no indication whatsoever. Teddy Bridgewater again showing that spice on, the, on, his, on his arm. Absolutely, on a up the middle throw to to Kyle Rudolph. It was pretty much up the middle, you could say. It was in the in the center of the field, you could say, into the end zone. Threw another Brett Favre pass, like he did to Kyle Rudolph, or excuse me, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, like he did to Mike Wallace the week before. Pure aggressiveness, beautiful throw to Kyle Rudolph in the bread basket. All that good stuff. Threw it in stride. Kyle Rudolph was thrown open with the pass. Vikings take a ten nothing lead. Giants then add a field goal. You think, oh, it's going to be a fairly close game. It kind of got, but then it, it kind of got, it, it kind of had the vibe like it was going to be a close game. And then you had Harrison Smith with a pick six on Eli Manning as the horrors started to hit Eli Manning. It was kind of like 2007, back when Eli Manning uh, struggled and threw interceptions against the Vikings that year, when the Vikings, I believe, scored 44 points in the Meadowlands. It was either 42, 44, uh, East, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Everybody thought the Vikings were going to make the playoffs. Everything looked so positive. Nobody had a clue where the Giants were headed at the time. Where this time around, there's no way the Giants are going to make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl because they've lost nine games. <laughs> looked kind of like it was going to be one of those lower scoring games. You know, maybe it's too cold out. Yeah, you know, the, the Vikings aren't used to playing in the cold because they were in the dome so long. Now they're finally outside the last couple of years, and this was probably about as cold a game as the Vikings have played outside. Nice way to wrap up the uh, regular season in this stadium. For, for all time until we move into U.S. Bank Stadium next season. Unless there's a postseason game there, which would be fantastic, uh, which would mean the Vikings would have advanced probably to the NFC title game to get that, unless uh, unless we win the division. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> now I'm bouncing all over the place. But uh, things just started to change after that. After that Harrison Smith interception, you know, which was a pick six. So a welcome back to Harrison Smith, Linval Joseph, and Anthony Barr. So cool to have them back and... Hmm. It looks like a pretty good football team with them back on the roster, doesn't it? This team sure picked up the pace with them off the roster. They learned how to play without them. Now when you have them back, it's just unbelievable. 
Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Blair Walsh, who couldn't even make an extra point <laughs> of, uh, off of Harrison Smith's pick six, was able, was somehow able to kick a 52-yard field goal in the cold outside anyway with the wind against him, which wasn't that strong, but you get the idea. The wind was against him. 52-yard field goal. He also added a 53-yarder later. <laughs> the game makes multiple 50-plus-yard 50, 50 uh, yard kicks in the game, yet he misses an extra point. Wrap your head around that. I'm not sure what's going on with that one, but pretty much after that, it was just all Vikings. Pretty much, other than Eli Manning getting a throwing his final touchdown pass of, of the game, maybe of the season. Who knows what's going to happen going into the next game? I have no idea, but uh, he'll he'll probably play in the season finale for the Giants next week. But he was able to complete a pass to Ruben Randall, who ultimately wound up with a 72-yard play with a yards after catch, 32 to 10 in that case. After the Vikings had scored multiple touchdowns, or excuse me, multiple field goals, and then Adrian Peterson completing a drive. With his 10th touchdown of the season, he's back in the double digits. Adrian Peterson, spectacular season. Jarek McKinnon with the classic, he's loose, which was an absolute dagger. Actually, no, that was much later, pardon me. He was able to add two touchdowns in the game, one from seven yards, as Jarek McKinnon kind of was able to take over in the fourth quarter. Why risk Adrian getting injured? And McKinnon had an awesome game, again, with the he's loose, <laughs> with about three minutes left after the Vikings had already led 42-10, to 10, reminiscent of the, 20, uh, the 2007 season. But uh, McKinnon just scampering 68 yards. Just absolutely freaking awesome. Good blocking along the way. And then Ryan Nasib passes to Miles White for a garbage time touchdown with two minutes remaining. The Vikings win 49-17. to Absolutely fantastic. Um, that was just kind of a quick go over the game a little bit there. Because ultimately, a game like this... It's not the most reviewable game ever because just it was too much of a blowout. Luckily, we were on the positive side of this one. Uh, it's it's like Eli Manning was completely off his game. You could just tell the Giants were like, screw this crap after the Redskins had won the division the day before. The Giants were kind of like dead men walking. They were hanging around. There's just nothing they could do, unfortunately. Nothing they could do for their season at this stage. It was all over, blah, blah, blah. Vikings uh, ultimately clinched the playoff berth by getting in. I'm still confused at that one that they had to... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to leave that alone, though. <laughs> I suppose Atlanta... No, I'm still confused with it. I'm just going to leave it alone again. I keep bouncing around it. But um, Vikings end up finishing the job. They are now 10-5 and five on the season. As you go over things, uh, Teddy Bridgewater continuing to stay sharp. No interceptions in the game. Again, that aggressive, beautiful pass to Kyle Rudolph. His accuracy was damaged early because the first quarter, nobody was catching anything. And Teddy Bridgewater was getting hurried a bit. Ultimately, he was sacked three times. He had to throw the ball away a bit. And again, guys weren't catching the ball early on um, <laughs> because of the because of the cold. They weren't used to it. And then, boom, things exploded. Like I just said, about sixteen times. Uh, Ryan, uh, say Rashad Jennings, ultimately ended up with seventy-four yards on the ground for the Giants. That's good for him, I suppose. Adrian Peterson reaching the century mark for the seventh time this season. One of his better seasons of his career, 2,000 yards is not going to happen. He's not going to get 600 yards against Green Bay next week, though. That would be quite a feat. He's, a, he's about at 14-something right now and 10 touchdowns on the season. Easily the Vikings Pro Bowl player, though it would have been nice to see like uh, Linval Joseph in there, Harrison Smith, maybe even Anthony Barr. But funny, all three of them were hurt for like about two or three games here, so that hurt their chances of getting in. Jarek McKinnon adding 89 yards on the ground, including that 68-yard he's loose, scamper to pay dirt. Two touchdowns for Jarek McKinnon. Would have been a nice little sneak throw in at the last second for your fantasy football championship game. Uh, and congratulations if anybody had him in there for that 
because uh, I remember entering Marshall Falcon at the last second back in my rookie season because Falcon had been struggling and then he picked it up late in the year. I threw him in at the last second and he ended up winning the championship for me as a rookie. So, yes, I've got fantasy football rings, but I'm not coming back, guys. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I pretty much stepped away a couple about three, four years ago because it wasn't fun anymore. Sorry to say, it just wasn't. Um, but this was an overall team effort type of game. Uh, the running game was the dominant force, I would have to say. And then along with the defense, and plus the fact that the Giants just lost interest at this point. They just stopped caring. Is, is, is there anything, is there any other, is there a better way to describe the New York Giants in this one? Sure, they got three sacks on Teddy Bridgewater. Robert Ayers had a sack and a half. <laughs> Jonathan Casillas and Craig Dahl helped out Robert Ayers with the sack in the game. So there was a bit of a defensive pressure, particularly early, and then it just all vanished. Tom Johnson, who, again, just a solid guy, winding up with five, uh, with two sacks. Now he's at five on the season. It feels like it should be more than that, but I guess he was kind of quiet in the sack department. But he'd been getting running, uh, been getting the running backs and stuff, tackles for loss, and just uh, tackles with minimal gain. I'd say as well. Tom Johnson's uh, just such a solid defensive tackle for the Vikings. How can you not be happy with him? Uh, Daniil Hunter again adds another sack. What a wonderful draft pick he has been for the Vikings. Fantastic pick last May. Uh, a player who wasn't even starting on his team in college, but he continues to develop in Minnesota. Now he's at six sacks on the season. Third round pick overall out of LSU. Just a wonderful, wonderful pick for the Vikings, and he's really living up to that third round pick. Very, very nice. So help helping replace some of the guys of the past, the old Williams wall and such. Daniil Hunter really being a factor. And that's another thing where there's, there's a positive, even though you lose Linval Joseph for the amount of time you do. Daniil Hunter gets more snaps, and look what he's developing into. So it all kind of comes together here, where certain players develop, improve, like I was calling and praying for, <laughs> and that Seattle game. Why can't somebody step up? Well, somebody has been stepping up, and that's great. Thank you very much, Daniil Hunter. Brian Robinson adding yet another sack on the season as well with his aggressive pass rush that he's had pretty much since he got here back in 08. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, five sacks on the season feels like more as well. I'm kind of surprised that it isn't more than that, but hmm. Just an overall strong game. Chad Greenway leading the Vikings in tackles again. Very, very surprising to see him develop the way he has, uh, you know, develop. You know, you get the idea. Kind of become the, st- <laughs> become the star player he once was for the Vikings. Uh, but again, with, with less snaps and such, he just kind of regained his energy again and now got his mojo back. And look at Chad Greenway out there. He's one of the best linebackers on the team again. Eric Hendricks also dominating out there. Absolutely fantastic team effort defensively, offensively. Nice to see Trey Waynes get some snaps as well because the, well, the game was kind of, in, <laughs> the game was kind of done. It was just kind of over with. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, three interceptions in the game total. Uh, as, as mentioned, Harrison Smith had a pick six for 35 yards at, at the one point. Andrew Sandejo adding a interception, ultimately a nine-yard return, and Captain Munderland had a huge return of 32 yards, which ultimately led to an Adrian Peterson touchdown at the goal line fairly early in the game, which, well, not early, kind of in the midpoint of the game when the Vikings ultimately were taking over and wrapping things up, to be quite honest. Not really much negative things to say about this game. There really isn't, other than the drop passes and such. So, I don't know where I'm going to go with the Christian Potter Memorial. Ultimately, hmm. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot, a lot of ways you could go with the Fran Tarkenton one as well. you got the running backs. The, you got Teddy Bridgewater being sharp. you got all the defensive players like Harrison Smith coming back and playing as well as he did. Just an awesome game for the Vikings. 
um, defensively, causing all the pass rush that <laughs> and disrupting Eli Manning, throwing him completely off his game. Amazingly, still wound up with 234 yards. It felt like a lot less than that, but the Giants did have some chances to do things, but they were unable to finish. So, nan-nana boo-boo to them, ultimately. Uh, Ryan Nassib ends up with a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3, five passes attempted and completed. So that's kind of like the, the urban legend of the week, how Ryan Nassib was able to get a perfect quarterback rating because it was, yeah, it was garbage time, but it's just funny how you could manage to pull that off. <laughs> how do you wind up with a perfect quarterback rating? Oh, man. But, again, there's not a whole lot to say at this point other than wonderful score, wonderful game, very positive, but this is no indicator where this team is headed necessarily. Um, If they lost the game, yeah, it's an indicator where they're headed. They're not going anywhere. They'll lose in the first round if they make the playoffs, that type of thing. But even that, you never know. Teams recover and go and go on playoff runs. I think this team is capable of going on a playoff run. Does that mean they will? Not necessarily, because there's too much competition. Like, oh, there was a question out there, turn out there in local media, is this team good enough to go to the Super Bowl? They are, but, <laughs> there's always a but, right? There's too much competition. Just look at Arizona. I mean, seriously, just just look at Arizona. And that's going to be a huge topic in uh, segment number two. I, I can't wait for it. I'm just literally chomping at the bit to get to segment number two. Look at Arizona. Yeah, Carolina, we'll talk about them too, but they're not going to be easy to beat regardless of what I feel about that team's chances. I'm going to leave that alone as well. It's not going to be easy, but you never know. You just never know. Um, This game, you're playing a team that had pretty much given up and didn't give a crap anymore. They were kind of pouting. Of course, the whole Odell Beckham thing was going on, which is distracting and irritating, I'm sure, in the locker room for this team. It didn't necessarily kill them, but either way, the Giants just they just did not show up to play in this game for, for whatever reason, and good for us, I suppose. It is one of those everybody-calm-down type of games because we've had games where we pound teams and we get real excited, and then like a like couple of weeks later, you lose in the first round, and that sucks. And I hope that doesn't happen. And I'm certainly not predicting that at this stage. I think the Vikings have a pretty good chance of at least at least getting to the divisional round this year. Unfortunately, there is no first round bye for the Vikings, but the chances of the Vikings winning the division are improved. <laughs> There's again no guarantee that's going to happen, but they they have improved significantly. That's the good part. The only playoff scenario that's coming up that scares the blib and bleep out of me in the first round is well, the Vikings have to play against Seattle. <laughs> That would kind of suck. So there you go. Let's try to work our way towards segment number two here and <laughs> do the proper wrapping up of this one. Fran Tarkenton Award, it goes to the whole team. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to give it to, boy, oh, man, it's so tough. I'm going to give it to Tom Johnson, just an overall. He, he, he was unbelievable. He was just causing so much disruption. He had two sacks in the game, five tackles overall, uh, five, excuse me, yeah, five solo, four solo Five total. He was third on the team in tackles, not second. I, I, I thought he was second, but just so disruptive and such a factor out there. And the two stacks just kind of pretty much, pretty much put the Giants where they where they need to be. Put them in their place. Show them that this is the Vikings' house. And it's too cold out for you guys, even though you play outside too. But it just wasn't going to be their day. And we're we're a playoff team, and you're not. Nan, nan, boo, all that. So Tom Johnson is going to get Fran Tarkin an award with honorable mentions all over the place to Chad Greenway. Uh, Harrison Smith for the pick six, uh, Teddy Bridgewater being sharp, and of course Adrian Peterson being 
outstanding like he's been pretty much most of the season. Not the whole season, but pretty much. He even added a 39-yard scamper along the way, which was fantastic, breaking about three or four tackles along the way. Um, again, so many so many directions you could go for the Fran Turkenton Award, but I'm ultimately going to give it by default to Tom Johnson for this one. I believe that's his first Fran Turkenton Award, so congratulations to him. Christian Ponder Award will go to... I'll give it to Blair Walls for missing the extra point, even though he could get a targeted award for making multiple field goal attempts, uh, multiple 50-yard field goal attempts. Stop missing extra points, please. Please, please, Blair. And it's a really weak Christian Ponder Memorial, so don't worry. This isn't like a you suck type of a uh, situation. This is more of a, I guess I'll give it to you for missing that one. So it's a default one, okay? So no ripping on Blair Walsh at this point. He had a pretty good game. Just stop with the missed PATs because I can kill you later. You just don't just you just do not do that, okay? You just don't do that. So let's wrap things up. Come back for segment number two, and, and uh, it's going to be bombs away, baby. back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two, the, uh, well, NFC North Roundup and NFL Roundup, and kind of like screwing around looking at the possible playoff picture and such. I, I love this segment. It's so fun, especially as we get closer and closer to the postseason. I'm looking to go undefeated again, and I do have a team kind of, I do have two teams selected to go to the Super Bowl in my head right now. I'm probably not going to waver from it. I'm not going to tell you who they are yet. Not until next week. Not going to tell you who they are yet. Until segment number two next week. Get ready for hopefully another undefeated run for myself. Hey, did you like that Chrono Trigger music? That was kind of cool, huh? Yep, I mean, I'm just going to continue to add to the uh, bumper music library for all my podcasts. Uh, Purple Mafia, Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, Showtime, and T-Wolves. Gotta love it. Gotta have these uh, ultimate, uh, gotta have all these extra ones in there. It just makes it more interesting. You never know what's going to be there. And of course, I'm going to do that George Stories thing one of these days. It's something I got to do kind of when I'm just screwing around one day, looking for something to do, because I'll record those separately and add them into the show. You know, I'll just record them, record several of them just anytime, whenever, and then just throw them in. Oh, I'm going to put this one in. So they're, they're funny stories that could be added in. They're probably about 30 seconds to, to one minute long or so, just to give you guys a little laugh about Something that something some things that happened in the past are pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> nothing bad though, nothing bad, nothing dirty, all that. Uh, also, you notice the Amazon uh, ad was taken out because Dylan has a uh, GameStop ads up there now. I, I don't know why he took the Amazon one down. He should have left them all up there if I was him. But Amazon's a pretty good site for for that. But I don't know. But he has GameStop ones up there right now. So if you like video games and there's deals up there. Click on, on uh, go to the sportsstuff.com and click on those big giant buttons in the Amazon section, the, the ads there. It'll give you deals at GameStop, big discounts and such. I'll get a commercial on there. Hopefully I can get Dylan to record one or at least part of one and such. And I could add the music, something like that. We'll find out. So we'll, we'll go from there just to get an ad in there. So, okay. Apologize. Just had to give you a little bit of Purple Mafia business uh, announcements there, you could say. All right, let's go. So, NFL Roundup, where do we go from here? Shoot. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to... That sucks. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to review the Monday night game. Not really review it, but talk about it. Cincinnati and Denver, because that's a huge matchup. I'm recording Monday morning, so 
it's just kind of is what it is. I didn't want to stretch this out much longer. Wanted to get this show out. Maybe it would have been better if I did, but, uh, you know, <laughs> got other things to do in the next couple of days and such. Um, New Orleans over Jacksonville, 38-27. No further comment. I don't know. Is Drew Brees on his way out of New Orleans along with Sean Payton? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Screw them, right? Uh, St. Louis beats Seattle. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I, I like that. So as long as as long as uh, the Vikings make the postseason, we won't play in Seattle. That's good. Or like on the Vikings. So if Vikings play Seattle in the uh, postseason, they won't play at Seattle. Pardon me. We are in the playoffs, but I mean, as long as we, yeah, meet, don't, uh, if we meet up in the playoffs, it'll be here. But I, I don't even want to remember that. Uh, I, I really don't. Uh, <laughs> but very cool to see Seattle lose 23-17. I'm not a fan of that team. I never will be. It's a division rival, so it's one of those things where they know each other. We get the idea there. Indianapolis over Miami. Woohoo, they're staying alive. But Houston's winning that division right now, which is kind of crazy. AFC South division over there. They beat Tennessee 34-6. to Just pounded them. They're looking to win that division and sneak into the postseason. They're one of those sneaky teams that I forgot about making the playoffs. And that's why the AFC uh, playoff picture is very much still in question. Uh, even Pittsburgh's not in the playoffs yet, which is crazy. Who knows? And losing to their arch rival, the Baltimore Ravens, 20-17 to on a down year for that team and an injured season also for Joe Flacco. That's a huge loss for the Steelers. 20-17, to the Steelers don't get the job done. Normally I'd be jumping for joy that Baltimore won because I've always liked Baltimore more than Pittsburgh. Uh, but Baltimore's not going to the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter so much. Though I suppose that hopefully easy, uh, makes the way easier for New England. We'll see what happens with that. Talk about them later, damn it. Uh, Kansas City over Cleveland. They've won nine games in a row. They're 10-5, and five and they're on their way to the playoffs. I can't believe it. Who saw the Kansas City Chiefs making the playoffs this year the way they started this season out? Come on now. Don't, don't you dare raise your hands. Put them down. Put them down. You did not see them making the playoffs. My hand's not raised. No way. No chance. Uh-uh. But they made it. And they'll lose in the first round like they always do. A la Cincinnati, who... <laughs> Cincinnati's probably going to get a first round bye if they haven't officially gotten it yet. And, I, yeah, I, I believe they have it. So they're finally in the second round. Congratulations. First time since 1988. They didn't have to win a game to get there. And they'll probably lose in the first, uh, well, you know, first game they play in the second round. Yeah, they probably will because they're Cincinnati. They don't win playoff games. They don't know what it means to win a playoff game. You got, you got to have, it's got to be 1988, I guess, for them. I don't know why, but maybe they'll finally get to the AFC title game, but the odds of them making the Super Bowl are not high. Though it'd be kind of cool to see Arizona Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, wouldn't it? <laughs> Foreshadowing a little bit there, but it'd be kind of cool, kind of cool. I, I think that'd be a fun matchup. I think the Cardinals' chances of winning that Super Bowl would be extremely high, though, to be quite honest. Uh, let's see, where else do I go before I start jumping on the division, clomping on it? Oakland versus San Diego, the Los Angeles Bowl. Oh, wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> Possibly the L.A. Bowl. Uh, Oakland beats the San Diego Chargers. So they, they win another game. Their, their standing's a little bit better. I believe it's their seventh win of the season. We're happy for them, I suppose. I like Oakland, eh, but it's too late. They blew it, and Kansas City's way too far ahead. Yep, it is their seventh win of the season. They, they have a chance of finishing 8-8, eight and eight, so congratulations to the Oakland Raiders winning the L.A. Bowl. <sighs> Poor Oakland. Poor city of Oakland. You know, they, they got back to the Super Bowl. The L.A. Raiders did win a Super Bowl, though, back in 83, if I remember. Yeah, with Mr. Uh, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> Marcus Allen. There we go. I'm like blanking. Uh, yep, Washington over Philadelphia, their division champions of the 
NFC East. Congratulations to the Redskins. They stayed alive, and they are a team. I don't. I wouldn't like it. Like say, say, like how people think the Vikings might. Uh, Viking fans might help the Vikings force themselves down to the sixth seed, and the and they end up playing the or fifth seed. Pardon me, and they end up going to Washington because if Washington would host a game. They're, they're going to be the fourth seed pretty much at this point. Uh, winner of the NFC North wins the third seed, but might have to play Seattle in that case. That would suck. Either Seattle or the other one of Minnesota Green Bay. Um, I don't want to play. I, I don't want to go to Washington. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling about that. I really don't. There's something about Minnesota versus Washington, particularly there in the playoffs and all that. It just it's never worked out. And, of course, Washington came here for the playoffs in 92. Vikings heavy favorites. They, they, did, not get that, they did not get the job done, and not even close, 24-7. I don't want to play Washington in the playoffs. I have too much pinned-up history with that 89 NFC Championship game. The, the Vikings just magically didn't win that game. I mean, screw that crap, you know, that type of deal. Okay, here we go. All right, all right Miami Dolphins fans and 72 Dolphins all you guys, Bob Greasy, Don Shula, and 99 million others. I know, I, I don't have all the names in front of me, but <laughs> those are the easy ones. Pop the champagne, baby. You're still the only undefeated team in NFL history. Carolina Panthers cannot defeat their divisional rivals, the Atlanta Falcons. Get the job done, 20-13. to 13. Congratulations, Atlanta Falcons. You derail the Carolina Panthers. 15 games into the season, the Panthers finally lose a game. They're 14-1. And we'll talk about their playoff. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about their playoff uh, fortune uh, coming up soon. Their, their crystal ball—that's the word I was trying to come up with. Their crystal ball next week. Can't talk about it right now. I, I have a—I have a hunch, but I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm going to go undefeated again. Damn it! Buffalo over Dallas over the '92 and '93 Super Bowl rematch. Yay! So congratulations, Buffalo. You got your revenge. Sixteen to six. Yay, and I wish they did win those Super Bowls because I hate Dallas with a passion. But not as much now as they did back then. No. Chicago can't beat Tampa Bay. Or actually, they do beat Tampa Bay. What am I talking about? Chicago does beat Tampa Bay. They're still in last place, if you can believe it, because Detroit beat San Francisco. Those are the NFC North teams right there. Um, Yeah, um, not the most exciting games. They're just trying to wrap things up, get their sixth win of the season. Poor guys. Chicago only with six wins on the season, despite the nice little surge they had. Tampa Bay drops to six and nine as well. Solid game for Chicago, but a bunch of field goals ultimately. Jay Cutler did end up getting one touchdown pass to Kadeem Carey in the game, but Robbie Gold made how many field goals? About four. Four field goals in the game. Crazy game for him. Fodrevez style, you know. Do you guys remember Fodrevez out there? Fodrevez, Fod, Fod Revez, That's what it was. Um, he, he would have those five like field goal type of deals. That was pretty cool. So congratulations, Robbie Gold, one of the better kickers out there, keeping the kicking the Bears to their sixth victory on the season. Good for them in in Raymond James Stadium too, by the way, not in Chicago. So a nice little road win for the Bears. I'm I'm not a big Bear hater, but I don't like the Lions very much. They beat San Francisco. No Jim Harbaugh and and, and none of that. No and. No, no, no brawl going on over there right now. So good, good in that case. Detroit ended up winning this one, thirty-two to seventeen. So they got revenge on that game, I suppose. <laughs> thirty-two seventeen, just pounding the 49ers again. The Vikings have five losses on the season. You know, you lose to Denver, you lose to Green Bay, you lose to Seattle, teams like that. You lose to the Arizona Cardinals, who might be the best team on the planet. You lose to them. 
when you're just out of field goal range or just in, just getting into field goal range, you get a strip sack. You lose by that small of a margin. You get you, get, you fumbled the ball on the road. But what the hell? Again, can I can I say it for the 99th time this season? Or you guys know what I'm probably going to say already. How do you lose to that San Francisco team? How? How do you lose to them? Though they had a couple of weird giant killer type of uh, victories during the course of the season. 4-11 and 11 are the 49ers. They suck. I'm sorry. They really suck. And, of course, it's a different quarterback now. But Blaine Gabbard actually helped them win a game. And they were, he was really good in the game. And so was Matthew Stafford. 300-yard passing for Matthew Stafford and no interception. So maybe it's a good thing that the Lions aren't in the playoffs, huh? You never know. Stafford might finally be figuring it out. Watch out for him next year. And Blaine Gabbard also similarly with a 106 quarterback rating, not quite as high. He had a fumble loss in the game, which helped cost the San Francisco 49ers the game. Uh, two touchdowns for Blaine Gabbard in the game. No interceptions. So a, a, a good passing game. If, if, if you like to watch a good passing effort between two teams, Okay, that was a decent game to watch, actually, to be quite honest. That's the funny part right there. Uh, and I forgot about one other game, and shame on me. New England, yeah, and I wanted to forget about it. I, I kind of did it on purpose. Why are you losing to the Jets? But then again, that's a kind of a cool team, actually. And they're miraculously not in the playoffs either because the stupid, <laughs> stupid Houston Texans have to make the playoffs, or the Colts, because that's just the way it goes. You win a division, you make the playoffs, regardless if you're an inferior team to some others out there. So either the Jets or the Steelers are going to miss the postseason this year. Almost 80,000 people in attendance in that MetLife Stadium. Just such a big place. Unbelievable. And, a, and an epic game, ultimately, even though I hate using that word. A lot of back-to-forth. The Jets taking an early lead. Patriots making comebacks. The Jets again take them, take a, take the lead, ultimately, and then Tom Brady leading a very very impressive uh, drive late in the game. Joe Montana, the drive style, but there's two minutes left. Luckily, the Patriots uh, stop the Jets, but then they <laughs> give the Jets the ball. They give the Jets the ball because um, Bill Belichick had a lot of faith in his defense, and you know what? I don't blame him for that. But unfortunately, the Jets are like, oh, really? You're going to give us the ball? Okay, yeah, SOPs. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick marched down the field. One completion after another, ultimately completing it to Farmer Gover, Eric Decker. And the Jets win 26-20. to The Patriots can't get the ball back because of that, uh, because of the rule, the new rule. Well, obviously, well, a touchdown wins the game. And that's what the Jets, that's what the Jets were trying to gun for, a touchdown. They did not want to give Brady the ball back because he'd probably lead the Patriots to victory. Um, frustrating game for Brady. He was a lot, a lot of pass rush, all that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick looks awfully good. And it would be uh, probably a shame if this Jets team missed the postseason. But either way, a red-hot quarterback right now like Ryan Fitzpatrick or a guy who's just been phenomenal the past couple of years like Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, one of those two guys is going to miss the postseason this year, which is kind of sad. All because the stupid Texans or the stupid Colts uh, have to make the playoffs with the whole division championship dealy there. So, what's going on? Oh, yeah, there's one other game, too. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Should I, do you really want me to talk about it? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> the team, I think, is the best team in football right now. I, I think this game like uh, helps put the stamp on it in a big way. The Arizona Cardinals, yes, it was in Phoenix. Host, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Take that, you SOP. How much do you wish that was the Vikings? How much do you wish that was the Vikings doing that to him in, in, in the TCF Bank Stadium a few weeks ago, or several weeks ago now? Oh, didn't you just want to pound the guy? Didn't you just want to kick his ass? 
Didn't you want to see him with a depressed look on his face and the fumbles and all that? Yeah, didn't you want to see that? Yeah, he was only sacked nine times. That's all. That's only nine times, only nine sacks. And it took this long for the, <laughs> the Cardinals to officially clinch a first-round bye. But, yeah, they're 13-2. and They might end up finishing the season 14-2. and This is easily the greatest Arizona team in the history of that franchise. Easily. And look what happens when Carson Palmer stays healthy. Unfortunately, Honey Badger did get injured last week, late in the game. Oh, that sucks. Young, up-and-coming cornerback, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, who slipped in the draft because of, you know, uh, <laughs> because of character issues in college. Um, but, man, what a stud he's been for the Arizona team. It's really unfortunate, but maybe it won't matter. Maybe, uh, maybe they're strong enough anyway. Hopefully they're deep enough. Well-coached team, awesome quarterback in Carson Palmer. Can't believe he actually had an interception in the game, but I guess he's entitled to that. If he's going to make a mistake, he might as well make it in that game. Aaron Rodgers lost two fumbles in the game and was sacked nine times. Uh, one of them didn't even record as a, oh, actually, yeah, they, they sacked Scott Tolzien. He was sacked eight times. Part of me, Scott Tolzien got sacked after completing a four-yard pass. Good for him. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers <laughs> fumbled twice, just strip sacks, got his ass handed to him the whole game. Coolest thing I ever saw. Didn't you love it? Didn't you just sit down, put your feet up and say, wow, this is just too fun. This is too beautiful. Take that, Green Bay. You deserve it. Now let's do that to them next week, huh? Come on, Vikings. Let's get some sacks. Let's get five or six sacks on this son of a bitch. <laughs> let's, let's do it. I couldn't stand the guy. You know, they're, they're celebrating on our field. They're taunting us. And you hear, go, pack, go, the whole damn game, especially late in the game, just to rub it in our face on our own stadium. The biggest mockery ever. Let's start chanting Skull Vikings, V-I-K-I-N-G-S, in, in, in their stadium next week. Of course, I won't be there, so I'm a hypocrite. But those of you that are able to make it, let's kick their butts and let's uh, start chanting Let's start chanting our, our chant, whatever it is. <laughs> V-I-K-I-N-G-S, Skull Vikings, let's go. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Dwight Freenly basically doubling his sack total. Three sacks in the game. Man, that son of a gun strip sack Teddy Bridgewater a couple weeks ago. A heartbreaker. He is a tough son of a gun, isn't he? Mm, still got it. Old Arizona. Uh, Arizona. The old um, Indianapolis Colts star. Defensive end. Man, oh man, what a, what a career he's had. <laughs> he's, he's got seven sacks on the year, so he almost doubled it. Basically, he went from four to seven, so congratulations to him after some great seasons in Arizona and a couple of super quiet ones in San Diego. Of course, wrapping things up in Indianapolis fairly, fairly quietly as well. But Arizona, man, that team is the real deal, I'm telling you. You got the receiving, you got the quarterback, and the defense of legends. That is a fantastic football team, and I love what they did to Green Bay. I mean, just thank you, Arizona. Thank you, Arizona. <laughs> Man, I mean, what a, what an impressive team. Michael Floyd making one play after another. Big catches, big plays, dominating this team. David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, only 29 yards. But he was he was kind of playing a Chris Carter role, ca- catching uh, for first downs, moving the chains, and, and including a touchdown. Because all he does is catch touchdowns like Chris Carter. Um, just a spectacular overall effort for Arizona. And Green Bay... I don't think this is an indication of what we're going to be facing in the NFC North Championship game in Green Bay, because that's literally what it is. It's it's not called that, but it, it is what it is. The Vikings or the Packers will win the division in uh, Lambeau Field next week. The winner takes the third seed, and the loser he gets either fourth or fifth, most likely. You're not going to get uh, fourth or fifth, excuse me, either gets fifth or sixth, most likely, and yeah. 
there's a strong possibility these two teams could play each other again in the first round, particularly I think if Green Bay beats us, I think we'll be going back to Lambeau, we'll be staying in Wisconsin, in Green Bay, Wisconsin for a, for a, a third go-round of the season, second go-round in Lambeau, but I think the Vikings' chances of winning that game would be extremely high because the old golden rule of the National Football League, you can't beat the same team three times. And I agree with that 100%. And we all know who I'm going to be predicting to win that game if the Vikings do lose. If we win, well, that's fantastic. And hopefully the Vikings can take advantage of it and host. uh, (laughs) We'll be hosting at least one game in TCF Bank Stadium. The second round we certainly will not be hosting because it's going to be Carolina or Arizona. You're not going to be hosting that. And uh, you go from there and hope for the best. Yeah, hope for the best and see what happens. Seattle may be waiting for you in the NFC Championship game, and that would be in TCF Bank Stadium. You never know. (laughs) You never know what could happen. Funny things have happened many, many times. Remember Philadelphia and Arizona years ago? They were like the fifth and sixth seed pretty much. Or no, they were the fourth and sixth seed in the NFC, and they both went to the Conference Championship. Arizona was the weakest division champion uh, in the NFC that year. And they hosted the NFC Championship game. So, stuff can happen. <laughs> the Vikings are surely not the weakest division champion. This year, it's Washington. But, again, crazy, crazy things can happen. When you win a division, you got home field, at least in the first round. And, again, funny things can happen. What's going to happen next week? I have no idea. I, I have absolutely no idea. Because... <laughs> Green Bay is reeling, yes. Green Bay's reeling. And they were reeling before they played us. Aaron Rodgers was getting his ass kicked, and, and receivers were not catching the ball. They were out of sync. They weren't getting along. Aaron Rodgers was, was, throwing, uh, was throwing Microsoft surfaces. All this was happening. And then magically, everything was all right with the world when it came to the Packers. And then it was just like they were the 2010 NFL uh, uh, Super Bowl champions again, basically. Or the 2011 team that went 15-1 and one and, and lost lost in New York in the first in, in the first playoff game in the second round <laughs> but um, yeah they magically became that team again when they played us and I don't know where to go with this one I, I'm not comfortable <laughs> picking the Vikings to win it just because when, when it's when right now you think it's obvious who's going to win the game like look at Green Bay they absolutely suck and look at the Vikings they absolutely rock we tore New York apart but New York didn't show up to play that game at all and Green Bay, for whatever reason, didn't show didn't show up in Arizona, and Arizona just freaking like did what they do. But <laughs> there's something about Minnesota Green Bay. The Vikings need to show up to play the game, and and if they do, if Teddy Bridgewater is sharp, the Vikings will win the game and will be NFC North champions. If Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> looks rattled, even in the least though, I I don't know. I, I got a crappy feeling that Green Bay will regain their edge and take the division, but that doesn't mean a whole lot necessarily, because I think the Vikings would come back and beat them the next round, so not all is lost if the Vikings don't win the division you lose home field, yes but, but the season ain't over, man, I'm telling you, the season ain't over, you're 10-6 and six, which is not bad the, the New York Giants won a Super Bowl with a 10-6 and six record and a 9-7 and seven record anything can happen and this team has the pieces to get it done the Vikings do it's just that you got stiff competition in front of you. you got to pull off an amazing upset like the Giants did multiple times. They beat a great Green Bay team. They beat a Dallas team who had the top record in the NFC. A lot of people thought they were going to the Super Bowl. So things can happen. Maybe the Vikings beat Green Bay in the first round, head to Carolina, and oh, oh, I'm sorry, Carolina. You just weren't up for this game, were you? You know, stuff like that can happen. You never know. And look how well the Vikings played against Arizona just a few weeks back. Anything can happen. 
You just got to be sharp, Teddy. You just got to be sharp. He is the key of keys of keys of keys when it comes to the Vikings. Yes, you need a running game as well. And Adrian Peterson helped carry the Vikings. You need that running game going into this one. But if it's two yards in a cloud of dust, cloud of dust, and Teddy Bridgewater isn't sharp, he looks rattled, looks shaky, man, we're screwed. We're screwed. It's literally Adrian and Teddy here, man, 100%. You can get, you know, if you see Adrian going for like four or five yards at a time, the Vikings' chances of winning are, extra, are extraordinary, especially if Teddy Bridgewater continues the sharp run he's been on. Well, he got 3,000 yards for the first time in his career, not only in the second season. Not a sexy number, but the fact that Christian Ponder never was able to achieve that, at least you know we have a, a decent, legitimate starting quarterback because, well, Christian Ponder had a decent season in 2012, particularly against the Green Bay Packers. So, And all of us were pretty disappointed when he was injured going into the postseason that year. Remember how that turns out. So, yeah, um, it's nice to see Teddy Bridgewater continuing to develop into the quarterback he is. This game, though, is no indication of <laughs> what's going to happen. Like I, I keep saying, Arizona's just on a run. They're they're phenomenal. They're kicking ass, and they're proving to themselves that, hey, yes, we lost Honey Badger, but we still have a phenomenal defense capable of winning a Super Bowl title. Uh, they look like the Bears out there, man. The, they look like the 85 Bears out there, particularly against Green Bay. Just torched the crap out of them. Look like the Bears versus the Patriots in 85, man. It really did. <laughs> it did. Bears versus Patriots, Super Bowl whatever it was, way back in 85. Um, awesome stuff. I believe it was Super... I don't even want to... I think it's Super Bowl Twenty, but we'll just leave that alone for now. I do believe it was. Um, we all know what the Packers are capable of doing. And again, we all know what they've done to us many, many times. So right now, I have a feeling the Vikings do win the game. And then you go from there. You hope for the best. You host a NFC. You host a, a a wild card game. I will pick the Vikings to win because the Packers' success rate against uh, division rivals in Lambeau Field this year has been pathetic, and they would be swept at home this year if the Vikings do pull it off. And I have a feeling it's going to happen. I'm going to go with Minnesota winning the game. It's going to be kind of an up and down type of deal. It's going to be emotional, but you're going to see. Some good things happen for the Vikings. They'll finally win one in Lambeau Field for the first time in quite a while, which would be freaking awesome. Uh, I'm going to have the Vikings winning the game 27-21. to 21. It's going to be a lower-scoring effort. You're going to see defense. You're going to see turnovers. You're going to see drop passes. You're going to see uh, receivers being out of sync, particularly even on the Packers' side. That'll be the key to the Vikings' victory. You'll see a pass rush on Aaron Rodgers, I, I would hope anyway. I'm a little bit afraid, though, that their pass, that their pass uh, protection is going to be significantly better versus uh, the Vikings than it was against Arizona. i got to think there's going to be a massive focus on pass protection, and of course there should be. Common sense there. But the way Arizona just walked right through that Packer line, it gives the Vikings hope that they can do it as well. It's just, uh, I don't know, we've seen too many tides turn when it comes to Minnesota-Green Bay. But for now, I'll stay on a positive note, and the Vikings win the game 27-21, finish the regular season 11-5, and NFC North Division champions, and we go from there and hope for the best. So with that, I'll take a break, and we will return for fan interaction. And we are back on Purple Mafia, segment number three, fan interaction segment. This will probably be a bit shorter than the last 
couple weeks, and I apologize. I just really needed to get the show done this week. Wanted to get things through here because I don't know what's going to happen with a big snowstorm coming up and such. So got to get this up and ready to roll, especially with the current holiday week and everything. Want to get it out early so everybody isn't all like, ah, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. It's, it's New Year's, you know, all, all that type of deal. So to the Facebook page we go. We'll continue where we always leave off from where I post the new show is out because usually we get some comments in there. Leland Elbertson says, awesome stuff, and thank you very much, Leland. He's also from Iowa. Uh, Gerald String says, thanks for the Silver Star this week. Great show, Joey. You're the man. Have <laughs> everyone in Purple Mafia Nation, hope everyone in Purple Mafia Nation has a safe and Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Gerald. Really appreciate that. Uh, now we'll try to bounce around. I'm going to probably go into the in-game thoughts here a bit because... I was inactive a bit again. Just so much going on with me right now. So I do apologize. Brett McCarthy says, let's go Vikings skull. He continues saying, God, I guess get something going here. That was early on. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana says, doesn't look like a team that wants to take the division again. That was early on when the struggles were really, really, really happening. Again, no indication to where this team was headed in, in, in the next hour or so. Just, just crazy. It was like a storm. Like the calm before the storm. Everything is nice and quiet. You might even see a little flicker of sunlight. And then, bam, you know, 10 inches of snow. That's basically what happened to the Giants. Gerald says, yeah, it was frustrating early. I was hoping not again on primetime, but defense starting to take over and Teddy looking sharp again. Todd saying defense does look good. They just need some offense in the worst way. And, yeah, I mean, I think the defense was the bigger star in the game than the offense, but yeah, that's why Tom Johnson ultimately ended up getting it. Um, Mark Carlson saying, big one, Teddy. That was the one to Kyle Rudolph. Just a fantastic throw. So sharp indeed. Um, and he said, Rudolph, uh, Rudolph the man. That's Mark Carlson. Leland saying, D, solid so far. Let's get some O going. Gerald with a couple of comments here saying, I know it's only halftime, but feels good right now. Teddy's still got the touch and defense playing some championship caliber football right now. Uh-huh. He says, okay, I forgive Walsh for the missed extra point. 50 plus, 50 plus the yard field goals are badass in this kind of weather. Two perfect in a row is amazing. Leland saying, keep it together, boys. Nice, a nice onside. Yep, the onside pick. <laughs> Wahoo from Mark Carlson. Leland saying, go Vikings, run up the score. <laughs> You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Yep. Uh, Mark saying, this is the first time I've ever seen a player ejected in the NFL. And yeah, that was with that silly little slap type of play. It was kind of like a makeup call for uh, what happened with uh, Odell Beckham last week. That's basically what it was. Like, oh, the Giants aren't going to act up again. Let's eject somebody since we couldn't eject Odell Beckham, which is kind of funny. Tony Coleman saying, playoffs. And Leland wrapping up this small section saying, now a shot at the division title and another home game. Yes, sir. So, only two comments in the post game, and this will probably pick up, and I may come back to it on the next show. I apologize for kind of jumping out here a little early. Brent Jacobson saying, I freaking love how we are playing right now. This team seems to be firing on all cylinders. And Mark Carlson says, giant killers. And then there's a <laughs> image saying, skull splitter. Woo, gotta like that with a big giant viking around the, uh, uh, I forget what they call those, the stone, uh, stonehenge. That's what it is, like a stonehenge in the background. So uh, let's go to visitor post. There's probably more in there, most likely. Yep, there usually is. This is where we'll pick things up. Tony Holman, that's a popular picture there. Um, Ali was posting the article. It says Vikings beat Bears 38-17. to 17. Yep, there it is. I do believe I read that one. Yeah, yeah, of course I read it, but I, I believe I mentioned it last show. 
Brett, Brent Jacobson saying last the last time before yesterday a Vikings quarterback had four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdowns in the same game was Fran Tarkenton in week one in 1961 versus the Bears. Absolutely, that was fantastic. And actually, I did read that one last week too, but that's okay. Here we go. Now we're picking up where we left off. Tony Coleman says, My mother-in-law gave me this awesome ugly sweater. Skip. <laughs> I think he meant to say skull, but... Maybe he does mean skip. Says edit. That was supposed to be say skull. Dang, autocorrect. Yep, there you go. There you go. There it is. And yes, it's a really cool picture and extremely popular on the on the Purple Mafia Facebook page. Uh, Gabe Masterson saying just horrid. And then there was a conversation back and forth between each other. Hannah Mustard saying, "Is it bad that I didn't think it was autocorrect? It actually seemed like something you'd say." And then awesome says other people. Um, Marissa and Mark Carlson saying skull. And a couple of little conversations started in there, so I'll kind of leave that alone. Those are probably personal conversations a bit. Uh, Brent Jacobson, but a really cool picture there. <laughs> very, very, very nice, uh, very nice sweater indeed. Brent Jacobson saying, "Here's hoping that we are that we are already have clinched a playoff spot before that we kick off today, be it due to Carolina winning." As <laughs> yep, that's funny. As I would be surprised if they don't. Or because the Seahawks won. And it's funny how both of them lost. If we already have clinched a uh, playoff spot, I would like to see Zimmer go easy on Adrian so he doesn't re-injure his ankle and then be worthless next week into the, and into the playoffs. I'll be at the game working as an usher, so I may not see as much as you folks do. I'll definitely have my two cents worth after the game. Yes, sir. And you're still free to call, Brand. I apologize if I'm, again, if I'm jumping in a little early. Uh, Mark Carlson saying, Major smoke and fire in Arizona tonight. Yep, so be sure... So he says, sure to be lots of green wreckage strewn everywhere, and there certainly was. And Brent Jacobson saying, a Saints fan, friend of mine who lives in Seahawks country, said that this Vikings team reminds him of the Seahawks from two years ago. Yeah, that was the, really, two years ago. Wow, that would be amazing if that was the case. I, I hope so. That would be great. If that's the champion one, or the one right, or the one that was the year right before that, where the team develops into the next year and goes to the Super Bowl and wins it, who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, I mean that Seahawks team, I believe, finished eleven and five, and in second place behind the 49ers, who ultimately uh, went to the Super Bowl and lost by the smallest margin. That was kind of a heartbreaker for the 49ers, but uh, again, that's just kind of how it goes. They beat the Falcons by this much. <laughs> I still remember that so well. Um, okay, so now we'll go to Twitter, as we are so wont to do, at Purple Mafia Show. So to get to the Vikings uh, Purple Mafia page, type in Purple Mafia Show Minnesota Vikings page, or uh, our Minnesota Vikings show, whatever it is, and then click on the one that says company, not group, if there's two options. Click on the big like button on the Facebook page, it's that simple, and you're on board. For the Twitter, it's at Purple Mafia Show, all one word, as is most Twitter accounts. Mad Martin out of Scotland saying, like the title, now I need to listen to the podcast. LOL. Is it too soon to ask for a Vikings Super Bowl for my 50th birthday in February? LOL. Who knows? Anything is possible. Uh, Anything is possible, Dave. Anything is possible indeed. And I hope it does happen. Um, Yep, and it was Bridgewater Barry's Doubters. That was a fun one. And it was a pretty cool title, wasn't it? Malcolm saying the Chiefs are on a roll right now. The last team to beat them was the Vikings. Yep. The the yep that that that's crazy when you think about that. So then after that they won nine in a row. Man, it's been that long already too, hasn't it? That was a long time ago. 
That was, yeah, that's crazy. That was a week before that, that fun Detroit game that happened. Um, and then Mad Martin wrapping up the Twitter account saying, it would be a dream come true for all of us because it's turning <laughs> a long wait for some of us. Merry Christmas, my friend, and thank you. Merry Christmas to you also, Dave, Martin, Malcolm, and many, many others out there. And a Happy New Year to those of you as well because it will be 2016 when the, when the Purple Mavi show returns to the air and we'll be doing a playoff preview on that show as well. At least I'll be attempting to do one, <laughs> as uh, as I want to do. So, with that, those of you that live in the Twin Cities, get ready for some snow. I think that's already snowing in Iowa here on Monday morning. So, I do believe it is. So, Mark, Leland, Dave, Hickey, and others over there in Iowa, get ready. Get those shovels ready. Hope for the best. Safe driving for you guys out there. And we're in for it very soon. It's a pretty big uh, snow hurricane coming this way. So, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, so let's try to pass out some stars here. I'm going to give the gold star for this episode to Brent Jacobson. So many good things to say, back and forth, all that. And then Mark Carlson is going to get the silver star. And bronze stars. I'm going to pass out two bronze stars to Gerald String and Leland. Thank you very much. All your kind words out there. Really appreciate your support of this show. Thank you so very much for everything. So two strong bronze stars right there. So Mark, uh, excuse me, Brent, Mark, and then Leland and Gerald with the bronzes. So there you go. I want to wish you all a safe and happy new year. Again, be careful on the roads in the coming couple days here. So it's going to get thick and interesting out there. I'm just glad it's going to be finally uh, dry snow and not the wet, uh, wet, mushy snow, but the drier, drier, fluffy snow, we'll call it. I like it. I'm glad winter finally came. <laughs> it's a good thing, in my opinion. And it'll be interesting to see snow on the ground in TCF Bank Stadium when uh, when maybe the Green Bay Packers come back to visit or Seattle, God, <laughs> God forbid. Hopefully the Vikings can take them out. Wouldn't that be something? But we'll worry about that when the time comes. So again, thank you. And I apologize if this is a teeny tiny bit short, but it is what it is. Had to get this done. We'll be back next week to talk about playoff football.